Chris Godwin did not participate in practice on Thursday and his status for Sunday will linger all the way up until kickoff and we get into our final preview of the Buccaneers and the Cowboys week one matchup. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my esteemed co-host, the Stromboli-eating Mr. David Harrison. You can check out his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And of course, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. I will not be Stromboli-eating until this episode is completed, sir. But I am jealous of your dinner. That's all I'm trying you to say. You should be. It's delicious. And the promise that I make to all of our <laughs> listeners and viewers is that we will not rush through this for the sake of Stromboli. We will do this correctly because That's we right. appreciate all of you for making us your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. When will the game start for Chris Godwin? I don't know. Who are the standout players for Sunday going to be? We do know. We'll tell you that a little bit. But first, James, you know who probably isn't going to be a standout player? Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin did not participate in practice on Thursday after being a full participant on Wednesday. So now his status is, well, it's a little confusing and up in the air and even a bigger mystery than it was before because even though he's a full participant, there really wasn't any contact and he was in a non-contact jersey as expected. So things aren't looking great for him to play on Sunday despite somebody on this show predicting that he would play potentially up to 40% of offensive snaps in week one. I don't know who that guy was, but then he heard Evan Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay drop some sick knowledge bombs about how unsmart it would be to have a star wide receiver go from no contact to full game contact. And he sat in his car and said, hmm, that's a pretty good point that Mr. Klosky made there. So probably not going to play a whole lot of snaps. Shout out to our listeners and viewers for not calling me out on that projection. I appreciate all of you. Uh, but he did tell the media, James, that he's likely going to be a game time decision. So I guess the all is not lost, right? But uh, I will admit that the likelihood of going from game time decision to 40% of snaps, not very good when Julio Jones and Mike Evans are both on the field. Um, and that his decision or his choice to play will be based on quote unquote feel. For those on YouTube, I'm doing the Joey Tribbiani air quotes. James, how do you feel about CG 14 in week one? Look, I. I would love for Chris to play. I would, you know that our listeners know that. Uh, I think deep down in his heart, Chris Godwin knows that I want to see him play football in week one. Can confirm, but it's smarter for him not to. And look, you just mentioned it. You're still going to have Mike Evans on the field. You're still going to have Julio Jones on the field. You're going to have Russell Gage. You're going to have Brashad Perryman. You're going to have Scotty Miller. You still got Leonard Fournette. You still got Rashad White. Oh, by the way, you also have Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Braid, and Kate Auden. These are all very capable pass-catching weapons on the Buccaneers' offense. It is more important for Chris Godwin to be available and healthy come January 5th or January 11th. Uh, you know, maybe 
I don't know the exact date of the Super Bowl, but first weekend in February, maybe, uh, you need him for those games. You don't need him to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. So if he is a game-time decision and he suits up, I'm going to be super excited for him. If he does suit up, I'm going to stick with my thoughts that he'll probably be around like 20-25% of snaps, not quite to to the 40% range, because he would be out there for situational football, right? He'll be out there in the red zone because you can't look at him as a decoy in the red zone because all he has to do is catch the ball in the end zone and he doesn't even have to get hit. He can just stand there, catch the ball. We're moving on, bring out Ryan suck up to, uh, to make this extra point. If you bring him out at your own 25, your own 40, you have the Cowboys 40. You can be a little softer on him rather than, uh, you know, focusing on, on him being on the field. You can turn your attention to Julio or Mike or, or those guys. So, I would say his chance of playing at this point in time, um, 1.4%. Yeah, I think this is more, much more about gamesmanship, right? It's much more about making the Dallas Cowboys prepare for this offense with Chris Godwin and then showing them an offense without Chris Godwin, but with Julio Jones and Russell Gage and Scotty Miller, who at least one half of this show never had any doubts about his, his existence on the roster. And the, the Dallas Cowboys have no potential way or possible way of preparing for that offense. So I think that's what this has more to do about than anything else. But Godwin also talked to the media and what he said was, quote, honestly, I think it's a very complicated process. Obviously, anytime you come off of a major injury like this, you never really know how you're going to feel. I've been doing really well. You guys have seen me out there practicing. I've been doing a lot of stuff. Each day is different from the day before. So I think ultimately what it comes down to is just one, how I feel. And then two, the discussion that I have with Coach Bowles and the training staff. I think whenever the time comes for the game. I think everybody will know. But until then, I'm even I'm not sure. End quote. And that kind of piggybacks off of what he said. It was on a podcast appearance. And mm-hmm. Lord help me. I can't remember the name of the podcast off the top of my head. So I apologize. But there are plenty of articles out there, including one that I wrote at BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Foundation. Go check that out. Um, where Chris went on there, he said, listen, like there's a lot of reports going out there, speculation about when he's going to play, when he's not going to play. But truthfully, only he, Mariah, his wife, and his trainer really know the status of his playing ability and his health. And I think that's 100% accurate. But then he even comes out later and says, and even I don't necessarily know all the time how I'm going to feel. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of discussion. I'm glad we're having this talk because it at least means that Chris Godwin is, is a feasible option, right? And the fact that he's not on the pup, uh, again, could honestly mean that the Bucs are just playing games with people and making them prepare for Chris Godwin to be on the field. But look, they're not going to just waste a roster spot. So I feel like there's at least some semblance. It may even be a small sliver, but there's at least a small sliver possibly that Chris Godwin plays before week five, which is why he's not on the pub. Uh, yeah, for, for people that want to listen to that interview, that podcast was called In the Moment, hosted yeah. by David Green. Um, great first name, less great last name. I prefer the last name over the first name, personally. Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, you you look to Julio Jones to step up and, and fill the void if Chris Godwin isn't on the field. And again, even if he suits up, he's not going to be out there for 80, 90% of snaps. So you look to Julio Jones to fill that void who, who Tom Brady has just gushed about. 
uh, over the the last couple of interactions he's had with the media. Julio Jones is is stoked. He's pumped up, ready to go. For those that didn't see the video of of Julio wearing his new number six jersey, he flat out says, "Anytime they throw me the ball, that's six. He's hyped. He's ready for the season." I think he's uh, he's in for a big night. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And you look to Russell Gage. Before Julio Jones in Tampa Bay was even a thing, they brought in Russell Gage for a reason. We know Scotty Miller has a rapport with Tom Brady. That's the reason he is on the team over some of the other guys that outperformed him. Um, you have Brashad Perryman, who, again, has, has the trust of Tom Brady. Again, He's on the team over some guys that outperformed him, and and I don't think I'm crazy for That's saying. That's fair. He's injured or was injured. Okay. Well, what's the best ability, David? Availability. And Brashad Perryman hasn't been available, so you can't tell me that that Tyler Johnson didn't earn a spot on this roster. He got booted because of special teams. Like, yeah. I mean, all right, whatever. It is what it is. But you're gonna have to look to Julio. And, and to Russell Gage, first and foremost, to fill that void and step up big for the Buccaneers' passing game. Yep. The question, though, is, is Julio Jones or is Russell Gage the key player to a Buccaneers win? We will tell you that later on in today's episode as we get you geared up for week one Sunday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Dallas Cowboys. And as all of you small business owners out there gear up for fall, you're going to need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Segment two here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. New segment alert for the 2022 NFL season. Our second segment in our final episode of the week is going to be titled Confidence and Concern. I think it's brilliant, and whoever came up with it is awesome. You're welcome. So what we're going to do here, guys, is we're going to list our biggest confidence leading into this game. And then we're going to talk about our biggest concern because it can't, can't all be roses and, and lucky charms, right? Not until nice they play the Falcons. Charms. Not until they play the Falcons. Our biggest concern that they're overly confident and only win by 30. All right. So here's here. But here's how we would like to incorporate you guys into this. If you want to get involved, drop us your biggest confidence, your biggest concern, one or both, with a quick, right, emphasis on quick, explanation as to why said confidence or said concern is your biggest confidence, your biggest concern, and we'll play some of those on the air following up, moving through the season. But 
today obviously james we only have hours because this is brand new and everybody's just hearing about it for the first time so we will dominate the show just like we always do biggest confidence i will go first my biggest confidence in this game james is leonard fournette um and while we did not make tom brady off limits not even gonna say necessarily we need to make tom brady off limits but i think everybody is pretty confident when tom brady brings to the field right but Leonard Fournette is my biggest confidence. And why do I go Leonard Fournette? Because partially because of a lot of the drama that happened during the offseason, preseason, before training camp, him showing up overweight to minicamp, and then that whole thing getting spun up to no fault of Rick Stroud's at Tampa Bay Times. Just make sure that we're clear on that. Not his fault that it got spun up later, but it did get spun up later and then have people thinking like six days before training camp or some craziness that Leonard Fournette was going to come in built like a Mack truck. Well, we saw him with our own two eyes, our own four, well, our own six eyes, if you count my glasses. I got contacts, so that's eight. You have contacts. So we saw him with our own eight eyes. And yes, Leonard Fournette is bigger, but it's a good bigger. Like, it's it's muscular yeah. bigger. Like, it's it's a, I would not talk trash to him in a bar bigger, right? That is the Leonard Fournette you're going to see on the field Sunday night against Dallas Cowboys. That is the Leonard Fournette I think the Buccaneers need to carry more of a workload. Remember, this team does want to get more run focus they don't want to put the ball in tom brady's hand nearly as much as they usually do because that means that there's an opportunity for him to get hit and i think with this compromised interior offensive line it's an even smarter decision now it also means more rashad white more giovanni bernard when he's healthy and more probably Keyshawn vaughn but it also means more lenny and i love it and after watching him in the training camp and in the preseason i am hugely immensely confident in mr leonard fortnite Oh, we are definitely Team Leonard Fournette on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I like your pick. I, I think Leonard Fournette, I, I was on a Cowboys podcast the other day, and they asked me, yo, fantasy question, would you rather start Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette in this game? And my answer what? was very clearly Leonard Fournette. You know, you take a look at, at Zeke's production last year, he was outproduced by Tony Pollard, whereas Leonard Fournette, yeah. if you rewind the clock, we still didn't know who the guy was for the Buccaneers backfield because Rojo was coming off of a nearly thousand yard season, but got hurt. Lenny was the hot hand in the playoffs heading into last year. Didn't really know who was going to emerge as that top running back. And it wasn't until later that Rojo really went into the doghouse and never got out. But Leonard Fournette performed well for the Buccaneers last year against the Cowboys. Not stellar, not like eye-popping, but he had a solid game. And now that he's not looking over his shoulder, he knows he's the guy on pretty much any snap except when he's asking to come off the field because he's got to catch his breath a little bit. You know, I think Leonard Fournette is going to play really, really well. Uh, Look, so. I might almost start the Dallas Cowboys defense in this game over Ezekiel Elliott. I can't believe they asked you that question. It was a Cowboys podcast. What do you expect? All right. My biggest confidence. Again, I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit. And I'm going to rewind to previewing this game last year to kick off the NFL season. And I was pumping the tires on Antonio Brown. I kept saying, this has the makings of an Antonio Brown game. Sure enough, he was the team's leading receiver on the night. Got into the end zone. Gronk had two touchdowns. But... Antonio exploded. Julio Jones gonna go off. I am all in on Julio in this game. And it's for the same reasons that I was all in 
on Antonio Brown last year. Look, a lot of the attention is going to be paid to Mike Evans. A lot of the attention is going to be paid to Leonard Fournette. Julio Jones, he's old. He's broken. He's injury riddled. He's, you know, 3,800 years old. He's, he's not the Julio that he used to be. Well, again, with our own eight eyes, we got to watch Julio. And we saw that for the first time in what seems like forever, he looks fully healthy. He is mm-hmm. all in. And as impressive as the Cowboys defense was last year, I believe they had, what, like 36 takeaways? Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. You take a look at the lesser of the two Diggs brothers, he he can make some incredible plays. You know, he can turn a game on a dime with a takeaway and a touchdown. But that guy is an all-or-nothing player. He's going for the ball, and if he doesn't get his hands on it, it's going to be six points the other way. And I think Julio is just the guy to take advantage. Tom Brady has talked numerous times about the chemistry that he has with Julio, how great of a teammate Julio is, how great of a player he is. Julio's going to get a lot of targets and a lot of production in this one. All right, David, real quick, I think everybody knows what my biggest concern is going to be, and it's the left side of the line. You know, was Donovan Smith's play that much better because he was lined up next to Ali Marpet, or is Donovan Smith as good as we've seen him be over the last couple of years? And we all know that I am not sold on Luke Gedeke's ability to uh, make sure that Tom Brady's jersey stays nice and clean. So I'm I'm confident in Shaq Mason. I'm confident, of course, in Tristan Wirfs. I'm confident in Robert Hainsey. I'm not confident in Luke Gedeke at all in this situation i pray that he proves me wrong i mean it, look it's hard to be confident in a rookie making his first nfl start and protecting the greatest quarterback to play of all time but also a quarterback that can't really escape a pass rush on his own he needs a little bit of protection up there so i think that's that's more than reasonable and, and yeah look we've talked about ali marpet you know perhaps lifting donovan smith you know time and time again we're about to find out where donovan stands my biggest concern for this for this game, James, the pass rush effectiveness. I know we we got Shaq Barrett over there. We know what he brings. Vita Vea is obviously a beast. Akeem Hicks should be pretty good, a veteran addition to the team. But look, Jason Light, Bruce Arians, back when he was the head coach, he even talked about they needed to get a more organic pass rush from their down linemen. Vita Vea, as much as I love the guy, a lot of times he gets double teamed. A lot of times he doesn't do all the Aaron Donald things. I'm not saying he has to do the Aaron Donald things. I'm just a little worried. The loss of JPP, the loss of Indomitian Sue, and some of that continuity, I wonder just how quickly this pass rush is really going to get off. Fortunately for them, they're playing a a very banged-up Dallas Cowboys offensive line, so that should help some things a little bit. But if this team can't get that pass rush going early against Dak Prescott, he gets comfortable, he's at home in Jerry's world, that can make this game a little stickier than we we would like it to be. All right, well, bold predictions, player predictions, score predictions, all coming at you in just a moment. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet online 
continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening and find lines like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being two and a half point favorites, road favorites over the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a preview edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And it's time for our bold predictions. It's time for our players of the game. It's time for our score predictions. For those of you new to the show, David and I have been doing this on our final preview episode every single year. Every game, every year, this is how it goes down. So with that, I am going to start things off with the bold prediction. And that is, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense will have five sacks and two takeaways on Sunday. And as as we were getting ready for this, I'm I'm looking for the I wrote a preview for this game. It'll be on Bucks Nation on Friday at eight in the morning. And the biggest thing about the Cowboys right now is the fact that they don't have their starting left tackle. And without Tyron Smith on the field, the Dallas Cowboys go from the number one rushing team in the NFL. This is over the span of, you know, all the years that Smith has played. Games with Smith, games without Smith. With Smith, the Dallas Cowboys are the number one rushing team in the NFL. Without him, 31st. With Smith on the field, they are the ninth most efficient passing team in the NFL. Without him, 29th. That left side of the line is going to be subject to a lot of pressure, putting Dak Prescott under a lot of pressure, and he's either going to eat the sack or he's going to put the ball in danger, and the Buccaneers' defense is going to capitalize. Yeah, that uh, that Buccaneers' pass rush maybe not so concerning after all, considering what the Dallas Cowboys are operating with, right? My bold prediction is uh, an Arizona State Sun Devil bold prediction. Look, I got to get the bias out of the way. I know the I know the accusations are coming, so we're just going to pull the Band-Aid off. Week one, Rashad White, two touchdowns. Well, it would be really awesome if this, one of them is a kickoff return touchdown. That would be That would be amazing. sweet. No analysis needed. Rashad White, two touchdowns again. I come with the Super Bowl predictions. That's my Super Bowl prediction. My player of the game, James, is going to be opening week Lenny, Sunday night football for Nets. Dallas Cowboy defeating Leonard Fournette. That's, that's I have no, no cute saying for that. Leonard Fournette, look. This game last year was just passing. Like it was just pass, pass, pass. Uh, Dak Prescott threw the ball 58 times, and still the Dallas Cowboys outrushed the Buccaneers as far as like amount of running plays run uh, somehow. So last year, this game was all about the passing, was not about the running. But I think this year, the Buccaneers are looking to turn this into a ground battle by getting an early lead and then letting Leonard Fournette go to work, melt the clock. Leonard Fournette, player of the game. 
I uh, I know all of our listeners are sitting there going, well, obviously James is going to pick Julio Jones for his player of the game. He thinks this is a Julio game. He is not my player of the game. Playing off of my bold prediction, uh, Shaq Barrett is going to be my predictive player of the game with two sacks and a forced fumble against a weakened Dallas Cowboy oh, offensive stat line. Lines? 135 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns for Leonard Fournette. That's four running back touchdowns, James. Now, wait a minute. Pause. You've predicted now two touchdowns for Rashad White and two touchdowns for Leonard Fournette. You put me on the spot here, okay? You put me on the spot by throwing out a stat line for Shaq. That wasn't in the plan. It's not in the script. You put me on the spot here. I was just throwing out a stat line to show why I feel he's going to be the player of the game. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. You put me on the spot. My apologies. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at a couple of bet online over under odds. David. The most points scored by one team in week one over under 44 and a half. Yeah, I got to take the over on this one. Week one of the NFL season, defenses tend to come out a little bit slower than offenses, mainly because they really haven't been able to truly hit anybody for an extended period of time. Someone is going to score more than 44 and a half points. Somebody's going to score 45 points or more. I don't know who it is off the top of my head. Maybe it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after four touchdowns from Rashad White, Leonard Fournette combined. But someone is going to score 45 points. James Jarko thinks he knows. But after he tells us who that's going to be, James, largest total points combined in week one, 64 and a half over under. I mean, if someone scoring 45, is the other team at least putting up 20 to, to keep up? The answer to the first question, David, is the Cincinnati Bengals will go over 44 and a half points. The answer to the second question is no. The Pittsburgh Steelers will not put up 20 points. Uh, Oh, yeah. By the way, I got accused on Twitter of being a Bengals fan. I'm not really sure where that came from, but whatever. The Bengals are going to smash Pittsburgh. Smash. 45 points against TJ Watt and Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see now, how that goes. So, I, I will so are say, you going over or under those 64 I, and a half points combined in a game? I will go over, but it won't okay. be. It won't be that game. It won't be that game. Got you. Largest winning margin by one team in week one, James. 28 and a half points. What's your score prediction for Cincinnati and Pittsburgh? Is it 29 points for Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Uh, Yeah. It'll be, no, it'll be over. It's got to be under. It's, you got to go under on that one. No way. That's insane. No, that game's going to be like 47 to 13. It's going to be Goodness a bloodbath at Paycor Stadium. Goodness gracious. All right. Then. All right. Will there be an overtime in week one, David? Yes. Minus 140. No at plus 100. I'm going to go no. I'm I have also, no analysis for it. I'm just going to go no. No overtime in week one. I am also go. I'm going yes. You're going yes or I am going to go yes. I was, I last second pivot. I heard you. I heard the pivot happen actually. Because I, if I remember, I know for sure we had at least one overtime game in week one last year because it was the Vikings and Bengals. I would say I feel confident that we did, but I'm still going no. It's just my gut. It's like a heads or tails call. Right. My gut says no, so I'm going no. I think we might have had two overtime games in week one last year. 
Well, see, that, that makes up for this year and last year, so we don't need one this year. All right, fair you enough. You need well, free football when it's the first week of football. All football is good in week one. You need free football in, like, week 12. When you got to watch, like, I don't even know, the Texans. Trevor Lawrence versus Mitch Trubisky. The Jags. Like, <laughs> when the Texans and Jags play at 4.10 p.m. or 4.15 p.m., you need that one o'clock kickoff to go double, well, double overtime. What, what sport am I watching? You need that. You need that one o'clock kickoff to go into overtime. I will have so many players from that game in my FanDuel lineup for dirt cheap that week. Anyway, uh, the Buccaneers, two and a half point road favorites over the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys being one of five teams that Tom Brady has never lost to. This might be Dallas's last chance to get a win over the greatest quarterback of all time. But that's not going to happen. The Bucs are going to cover the spread, and they are going to win this one 27-21. to 21. Mm, Interesting. So you have the Buccaneers covering the spread. I also have the Buccaneers scoring 27 points, James, but I don't have the Dallas Cowboys scoring 21 points. I have them scoring more than 21 points. I have them scoring 24 points, which was a little bit tentative for people who didn't see the crossover but if you didn't see the crossover go check out the crossover oh absolutely Thursdays are back marcus moser locks on cowboys and i talked about this game all three of us james you myself and marcus picking the buccaneers to beat the cowboys interestingly enough host of the locks on cowboys podcast wider margin of victory <laughs> for the buccaneers than either of us so take that for what it's worth all right, and you heard it here confirmed. Uh, David Harrison says that Ryan Suckup will miss an extra point since he does have both running backs scoring two touchdowns each, I but did the not Bucks think only getting 27 <laughs> points. Uh, David Harrison hates Ryan Suckup as much as Bailey Adams hates Scotty Miller. With that, we are going to get out of here. We will be back with our post-game reaction Coming up on Monday, we want to thank you all for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now for your second listen, check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a sing- plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your reactions to the opening game of the season you can send us an email to locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com or give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 813-444-5841 check out david's work over at bucksgameday.com check out mine over at bucksnation.com and of course make sure you're following along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at d harrison 82 hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.